Hey there, and welcome to the podcast Tiling Connect, hosted by Mark Mosqua. This show is designed to connect people with the best information intended to strengthen the business of tiling. To keep up to date with all the episodes, don't forget to subscribe. Tiling Connect is brought to you by Lux's Greats, the leaders in aluminium drainage, which are UV stable, rust proof and customizable on site. Available at your local tile or plumbing shop. Hey everybody, uh, Mark here from Tiling Connect. Welcome to today's episode. I have uh, another fantastic guest on today with us, Justin Cork, who's the national, I think I've got this right, national sales manager. Could be international. These guys are growing at a pretty fast pace of Lux's greats. Uh, Justin, uh, welcome to the show today. And please let me know if I've got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Um, yeah, no, that's correct. Um, well, national sales manager for, um, yeah, the global now. So it's moved from Australia over to the global. Yeah, as you know, we are expanding into multiple countries at the moment. So that's awesome, mate. And look, I know we've got a, a whole bunch of questions to go through today. Um, I've had heaps of feedback from the community wanting to know more about Lux's greats, and, and we'll get into that. But I, I have to ask, like, how is it going? I mean, how is the global picture looking for you guys? It, it seems like it's on light speed. Yeah, look, um, pretty much since we started um, the company, it's been on light speed. So um, all the way through Australia, just went gang bust and um, yeah, obviously very popular product, super easy to use. And then now um, knocking into that, knocking on that um, door optional market, and um, yeah, it's it's been looking really promising at the moment. So yeah, pretty excited to see where it can go. Awesome. And mate, you just came back from a trip recently, weren't you in California for a while? I was. Yeah, I just got back from there, and I'm actually going again. Um, oh, it's two weeks. So I'm back over there again, and we're going to attend the Cabus show in Vegas, and uh, yeah, introduce nice. it to. Hopefully a few thousand people, so it should be a good week. Awesome, mate. No, we're well, good on you, mate. That's um, it's such a, a fantastic story. You know, obviously I know Tim, and we had Tim on the show last year. We we're lucky and fortunate enough to have him on, and he gave us a good background on on where it happened and how it happened and, and that sort of thing. So I've been following the journey closely and onwards and upwards, mate. Great things ahead. But look, rather than me steal too much of your thunder, how about you um give us a bit of background on you and your time at Lux's Greats and where it all started. Yeah, no problem. I did forget to sort of say as well, um, I run the R&D department here as well. So not only do the, do the sales manager, but I also do all the R&D. So um, that involves nice. a lot of um, the new designs of the greats and um, yeah, any, anything involved in R&D basically. Yeah, my background, I come from a trade background. I was quite interesting, a French polisher by trade, which um, is a dying art. Not many people um, even know what that is anymore. And then after that, I moved into boat building for some time. I did that for quite a few years. I got into welding. I was I was a welder for a while, and then I ended up doing uh, concrete finishing. Um, oh, wow. Before and that's all before I come to um to Luxus Greats. So yeah, and then that journey started beginning there when I was kind of just me and Tim went to school together. So I'd known school all my life. I'd known Tim all my life, and then we. He just needed a bit of a hand as it was growing and um, started in the warehouse and moved into the sales pretty quickly and, um, yeah, went gangbust from there. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. It's, um, it must be really encouraging to have a variety of skills behind you in different trades, although they might not be directly related to a grade at the time. Yet you've sort of, you've got, yeah, I feel like you've got all your hands in touch with, you know, that part of the business, the trade part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as I said, there's a number of years there um, in the trade industry. So dealing with multiple different trades along the way and you sort of pick up, you know, what the general, how that all sort of operates, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. And yeah, no, that's awesome. 
Well, mate, yeah, so we put it out to the community. Obviously, Lux is great. It's been around for some time now. And we asked the community for um, some questions and, and what they wanted to know about Lux is great. So we were lucky enough that we had some really awesome questions come through. So I thought, let's kick off with them today and let's find out a little bit more about the company and, and what you can share with us. I mean, first of all, before we do that, though, I mean, from your experience and perspective, being in the business as long as you have been, what sort of makes the company so great? Definitely the culture in the company. We've worked really hard to keep that culture, internal culture, really good. And that flows on to exterior people as well, you know. So people, when people call up, they get that warm feeling, I think. You know, we always try and help out the best we can and we go above and beyond all the time to help our customers. But that starts in the core of the um, foundation of the, what we've tried to build here. From creation of the product, fast forward to today, over that time, there's been a number of competitors jump into the industry and I don't want to coin the word copy, but certainly they're giving it a red hot crack. And what sets Lux's greats apart from any of its competitors out there? Look, we're trying to lead the way. I mean, we invented this product, oh, shit, it must be about 13 years ago now. I think we um, made our first product. And as you know, it's just grown from there. And we always try to make things better and better as we go. So um, by improving everything as we go. So we see, uh, we've seen a gap in the market there where, you know, there was a lot of issues with grades before being needing to be custom made up and delayed times in this holding um, processes up and jobs up and then being able to turn that into customizable product on site um, in a matter of a couple of minutes. But we, we always try, and then we, as we've gone, we've found different issues as we go and then we just try and fix that each time. And I mean, when people see a good product, you know, they're going to try and follow along behind us, you know, and I mean, I suppose it's, you know, people want to be part of something that's working. So there is yeah. going to be always competition in the market and um, we just try and stay one step ahead. And as we go, we improve everything we can. So, yeah. Yeah. I think amongst everything that you mentioned there, I think being the leader in the market is pivotal and innovation is obviously very key to um, being the leader in the market. And I'm, I've seen that over the years with the business, how it's evolved, and particularly the uh, the growth that you're embarking on going into markets overseas and that as well. It's clearly an in-demand product because of those those key characteristics. So it's really great to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at any one time, just to cover a little bit more on that, we're always trying to, we're designing new products, different bits and aspects of the product where you can use these um, UV stability, uh, stability, all that sort of stuff. Always working on that. Not all products make the market, make the cut, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, you know, there's a lot of trial and error before we we do like to um, introduce it to the market because we like to make sure that it's um, going to work for intended. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, mate, let's get into some of these questions from the audience. They've been really awesome in, in sending some stuff back. So the first one we have today is... Someone asked, what are the key factors to consider when selecting aluminium floor grates for outdoor and indoor applications? Yeah, so I mean, there's a number of factors you can try to factor in there. Obviously, um, if you're in an outdoor situation, it's how much area you're trying to um, cover with water flow and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, have you got a hill coming down to it? Are you trying to stop water from passing past a section because um, you have water tracking issues if you um, don't have the right selected grate? But 
above all, if you're outdoor, it's probably um, you want to make sure it's UV stable because these products do have issues if they're not UV stable and the thickness of that um, anodized coating as well comes into play too, um, yeah. particularly when you're in wet, dry, wet, dry set scenarios um, or coastal areas. We're, we're talking about a great. So that's going to be wet, dry, wet, dry all the time. So you're, mm. you're at the elements all the time. So you need to have that finish spot on otherwise it might be two three years four years down the track and then you start having some complications yeah absolutely and you want to avoid that at all costs i'm, I'm sure particularly with some of the you know landscape projects that go on and, and how big they can be um, it, it would be a little bit like um using the wrong type of adhesive uh for a tile that goes on a balcony if you don't use the right right glue yeah end in disaster very quickly over a very short period of time Absolutely. And I mean, products themselves are super cheap, but I mean, then you, you throw in the factor of the labour, you look at yeah. that big money to try and rip all that out and replace it at a later date, you know, and yeah. um, obviously the time and the, you know, the issues that causes as well going back on the site with a finished project. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, fantastic, mate. Another question that's come through, how does the quality of the aluminium used in the floor grates affect their durability and performance? Look, it's certainly a big issue. Um, you know, you have to source these products from, um, you know, you have to trust the factories where you're sourcing this from and make sure. I mean, excuse me. You just don't know what goes into a lot of these materials now. So um, without being in complete control of these factories, which, I mean, a lot of other manufacturers, um, you know, not just in our industry, but, I mean, other industries too, you're just a number in that factory, whereas yeah. we've got our own factories where we know exactly what goes into these products and we can assure that quality, not just in the short term, but in the long term as well. I imagine that there would have been a lot of trial and error finding the right partnership and factory overseas. Oh, uh, yeah, we've had some, um, so, yeah, some interesting times in that space. We have um, been burnt before and, yeah, it has taken many years to build those relationships We've had factories take off with all our stuff, all our money before and, uh, yeah, uh, over the year and then we've learnt and we've just adapted and, um, yeah, really set these factories up so we're completely in control now so we don't have those variables where something can go wrong. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Fantastic. Another excellent question comes through. What are the different types of finishes available for the aluminium floor grates and how do they impact the suitability for both indoor and outdoor? Yeah, so absolutely, that's a great um, question, and sort of we sort of touched on it a little bit before. Yeah. We only anodise our products here at Luxus. I mean, we're always R and D other stuff as well, so I won't go too much into that. We are trying a few different other things at the moment, but um, anodised by far is the best finish that we've found so far. Um, there's always new stuff going on with technology and stuff as well, so we do like to be um, on top of what's going on out there. But it really comes down to the thickness of that um, anodizing. So you want to have 25 microns on there for um, for what we do. So being a drain, like I said before, going wet, dry, wet, dry, often in um, coastal areas, you're on balconies, um, you're getting that sea breeze, you know, you're getting that salt water. You want to be up at that 25 microns to be able to warranty all that sort of stuff. And that's going to um, stop anything from, you know, fading later or um, even corrosion setting in as well. So... If you've only got a thin layer of anodizing on your product, that's going to corrode fairly. It's going to wear away and it's going to corrode in not too long a distant future. So that's really important. Mate, you've you raised a really important point there and, and something that I really it didn't occur to me until you said it then. So 25 microns in coating, is that like a standard in the industry or is that the expectation that you have as 
great leader in the market or how does it work? It's definitely not a standard, that's for sure. Most people, um, I mean, when it comes to aluminium, they like to flash anodize it. They don't like to go through the full process. We like to do a, like it's called a triple bath process. So it goes through a cleaning process, then you do the anodizing, but that anodizing has got to be there for long enough to um, to get your thickness in your bath. It's not just dip in and out. It's um, yep. all time, certain temperatures. There's, um, there's a lot that goes into it. It's how active those chemicals are. And then you go into a third bath which seals it, which locks all that colour in or uh, locks that finish in, so to speak. So it is definitely not the standard. It's the standard that we like to do as Lux's greats, so, which is above what we actually need to do for manufacturing, but this ensures that you're going to have that product forever. Yeah, absolutely. Such a great point. So if I'm a tradie or if I'm a consumer, a mum and dad, and I'm going to go out and look at buying a grate. How do I pick the difference between a Lux's grates and someone else's that may be lesser quality or not as, well, I shouldn't say lesser quality because I don't know that, but certainly a grate that may have not have the amount of micron coating on it as a Lux's grates product. So it's a great question and it's virtually impossible to tell the difference without, I mean, we laser etch all of our products um, about every half a metre. So um, no matter if it's a top or a bottom tray, that's always laser etch. Excuse me. So you can tell if it's our product or not. However, if you're looking at both those products next to each other, if they're both finished, um, you know, fairly close, you won't be able to tell the difference. Okay. Uh, But what you will tell is after, you know, six, 12 months, two years down the track, when you start having issues and you'll go, bugger, yeah. yeah. What can I do now? And you're like, well, there's nothing you can do now. You've got to remove that product and you hopefully not damage too much stuff and then replace that product with a new one. Right. And I'm probably jumping forward a little bit here. The Lux is great warranty system on your products. Talk us through that and how does that differ from the uh, the rest of the market? Uh, it's certainly unmatched as far as I know. Uh, we offer a 25-year warranty. So um, I don't know any well. other supplier that can or would want to do that. So that's how um, confident we are that that colour's never going anywhere. So, yeah, yeah and that awesome. finish will be provided you look after your product. I think I'm jumping forward as well here as well. But yeah, uh, yeah. as long as you look, as long as you look after that product, how we sort of recommend that'll last forever. Yeah, nice, awesome, Justin. So moving forward into some other questions here that have come through, which are are really cool. So I think we've covered that. Let's talk about load bearing because I think load bearing capacities is a really good point. So tell us about what load bearing capacities for aluminium floor gate grates in different application scenarios. Well, how does that work? Yeah, so I mean, different scenarios. Yeah, there's some good ones actually. Sorry, I had a chart up before. I'll just look at this chart here. You got different capacities depending on what you want to do. Different, yeah, depending on where you want to use this product. So I mean, you've got just your normal area accessible strictly by pedestrians and stuff, which is about 330 kilo. Then you move up into um, small vehicles, which is about 2.6 tonne. And then you go up to residential roads and car parks, traffical to vehicles, uh, just in slow-moving vehicles, that is. And yeah. that's um, up to 5,000 kilograms. So um, above and beyond most places where our product will ever get used. But in saying all that, an actual drain for a shower is a very small amount. I think it's Depending on what size pad you're using, I think it goes down nearly to a point, which is only about a hundred kilo requirement to um to withstand. So what we've actually done is we've used a hundred by hundred mil pad to test yep. our products because, and we've got over ten ton for every one of our products. So right. it is a huge load rating. 
provided that what it comes down to, what we've seen, if anything tends to fail, is when you install our product, as long as you've supported that correctly underneath, yeah. because between 10.2 and 10.5 tonne, most of our products test that, what happens is it, it tends to push down and the grate's still in in position. It, it's not bent or anything, but you've pushed that product down because you haven't supported underneath it. So if you support it underneath it correctly, where you want to, if you want to drive over it, um, they will stand a, a huge amount of weight. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Obviously very durable. <laughs> given, very the right, durable yeah. Yeah, given the right application, I mean, 10 tonnes pretty heavy. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, so, like, you know, you pick up, sorry to cut you off there, you no, pick no. up some aluminium and it's super lightweight and it's super easy to cut size or whatever. And then you put it on the ground, you can drive over with your car or your forklift. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, cool. So... Can you explain the manufacturing process of high-quality aluminium floor grates? And further to that, how does that affect it, its sort of overall quality and performance? I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but is there more to that sort of process? Look, there's not a lot. Well, we did uh, you touched base on this before. So it's basically, you know, keeping that factory super clean and that, um, and knowing where those materials come from. Mm. And then going through that process, I mean, it's the quality control at the end of the day that really each stage so you know obviously you've got to extrude it and then you then we need to punch it um doing your brushing and um and your anodizing but every stage needs to be qc mm. if you don't have someone making sure that every process is done correctly which is what we've learned over the time you know if you leave it to too late through the process you can't catch that and then you end up having sort of faults that you can't rectify and you know you've got issues later on so yeah, it's really, really important to have those people in place at every single stage to basically go through a checklist and tick it all off and say, yes, this one meets um, uh, Lux's standard. We can move on to the next process. So that's been something that we've put into place um, for quite a few years ago now, but uh, we're very diligent on that and we make sure we don't skip anything like that as well. Yeah, nice. A brief word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a water drainage solution that serves its purpose and adds a touch of elegance to your space? Lux's grates are here to revolutionise your indoor and outdoor applications. Whether it's a shower, bathroom, balcony, pool or any other area, Lux's grates is the ideal choice. It's quick and easy installation that you can bang out in just over an hour. Their standard grates offer a classic and timeless look, while the next generation style adds a modern twist to your space. Lux's grates are made of high quality anodised aluminium, ensuring durability and longevity. And further to that, the QC process and even a little bit about the manufacturing process is the factories that you're dealing with, is it, are they looking at more AI and robotics and automation or is it still, very, still a very manual process with that sort of stuff? Very manual process at this stage. Yeah, yeah. we're not looking at anything AI um, just now. It's not really at that stage yet, um, I don't think, in that, that industry. But I'm sure we go into the subject of AI the speed that that is growing, I'm sure that'll be incorporated in, you know, who knows, it might be might be a short time. You can see what's growing in that field. It's just crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty interesting space. I mean, considering that we, a lot of us are only exposed to some a very brief glimpse into what AI is all about and to think what some of the companies have been investing in over the last decade and a half, even more. And uh, what's out there, I think it's going to slap us in the face when it actually comes, when it comes out. I don't think Absolutely. we're going to be ready for it. 
Definitely not. There's just so much happening in that space. That's a whole new podcast, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It is, mate. It is. I'll stay on path. (laughs) Are there any specific certifications or standards that customers should look for when purchasing these sort of crates at the retail outlet? And tell us a little bit more about that distribution part as well and and where can people get a Lux's crate? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you want to make sure that it's covered by the watermark scheme. Not all products are watermarked. Um, you do have to make sure that, you know, and that's the strange standard for um, any product that has to be installed by a licensed plumber. So it doesn't matter what kind of drain or um, whatever material that drain's made out of. Requirements from um, Australian uh, standard for the plumbing is it has to be installed by a plumber, which means it needs to be watermarked, which means that also goes through a lot of testing to get it passed to make sure it's safe for the market and you know you're not putting dodgy products out there basically mm. so um i mean i mean a highlight i mean one of the big main things there was um i mean tapware we had at one stage you know there was um it was putting certain you know chemicals into the system and and people are drinking that and that you know so you got to be safe that's all um mm. and with our products you know, they go through all that testing and making sure that it is safe for the environment. And we stand for, you know, your load testing and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah so there's a bunch of stuff that we go through to get all that through. Where you can purchase our products, I mean, it's just about every plumbing store and Thailand store now in Australia has access to our products. If they're not stocking it, they can get it. But you can easily jump on our website and um, just type in your postcode and I'll tell you all your stores around you where you can purchase it from. We've got now over 2,000 stores Australia-wide that are stocking our product. So at any one time, you can pretty much get it anywhere, anywhere you are. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Sounds like it's just about in every 7-Eleven, mate. And that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing because that's what we want, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. We work really hard to try and get to that. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's actually it could be a good business idea for you to think about for later in 2024. How can we get Lux's great stands in every 7-Eleven? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> They're a pretty uh, progressive company. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be looking at different types <laughs> of ideas how to grow their business, especially with the price of fuel these days. I think more and more oh. people are actually getting out of vehicles and finding other tra- methods of transport. So I'm sure the uh, the fuel sales are way down. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, they've got to make their money up and put the price up, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, just a couple more questions to wrap up today. You've been great so far. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I know the community does as well. Mate, looking at maintenance of Luxus grates, what are the sort of requirements to ensure sort of long-term uh, durability and functionality of, of the product once it's installed? Yeah, I thought this question might come up. Look, it's super easy with Alumin, yeah? It's basically like, I like to point out like a washing of your car. If you don't wash your car, over time, it'll slowly deteriorate. So you're funneling all your dirt, grease and grime to one area, which is your drain, especially in a shower, and it will build up with um, sort of debris of some sort. You want to pull that out and clean it, and you only need warm, soapy water. I mean, you could easily just have a little brush in the shower and just um, with a handle on it so you don't have to get right into there and pop the top out and give it a quick brush. But mm. warm, soapy water is significant, is enough to clean it. That's all you yeah. need as long as you're cleaning it regularly. So, you know, depending on how much, um, you know, products and stuff is going down in between any shower or outdoor area, you know, you don't know what people are washing down there. But, you know, every three months sort of would be usually okay. But if you've got a really dirty area or something, you know, you might want to do it every month or something like that. You will. Yeah. Each one's case by case. But just a quick wipe over and a wash just to stop anything building up and that'll keep it clean forever. It'll be a – it's like I said, it's like washing your car. If you keep washing that car, it'll last for a hell of a lot longer than when you don't. 
Yeah, nice. And on that, I mean, that's a really good suggestion. And I think a lot of people get, just a bit of a general term, but I think a lot of people get carried away with cleaning and they tend to you know, get sucked into the marketing of all of the you know, big brands and all these extra products that can do these amazing things. But when you look at the uh, reverse label of any product, the amount of chemicals that are in it, and particularly the corrosive stuff that's in those chemicals, what should people avoid when cleaning the grates? Are there any particular products that you should just go, just don't do it? Yes, so that's to me. That's a great question. And most of those products now, um, when you read the back of it, have a giant paragraph of products what not to use these on. So I'm not really sure what you can use some of those more harsh chemicals on <laughs> that's actually going to be safe and not do any damage to products. And basically, like you said, you know, it's a, just a marketing gimmick. Hey, you need to use a, a stronger chemical or you know more corrosive chemical. And the answer is definitely not. Mm. So there is a couple there. I mean, anything with acid in it, basically reverses the process of anodizing. So you don't want to use anything with acid on it, particularly if it's not diluted. A lot of uh, bleaches as well are super corrosive as well, and you will stain your products. But if you do read that, it also does damage to all your tiles and, um, Mm. you know, your silicons. And yeah, they're quite harmful to any other product as well. It's not just your grate. So, and including yourself, you know, a lot of them say, you know, you have to wear rubber gloves and a mask and goggles and um, anything you have to put something like that on, you realistically, do you want to be using it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So good it's, question. Yeah. Because we it's, do it's, get it's, that a bit. Yeah. And most labels line. will tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine line between, hey, I've got a stain that's incredibly stubborn and I need to get rid of it. And I've tried all of the environmentally super duper friendly stuff and all I've got left is a, a harsh chemical. But I think you have to stop yourself from going, well, is that really all there is? Because, you know, not only can it harm products, but it also hurts the environment as well. The more we're using it and flushing that down drains. So, but no, great advice. Now, I'm, I'm curious, this is a big question, right, that's come in from one of the listeners and one of the, in the community, and they've asked specifically about, are there examples of really successful projects, like I'd say large-scale projects or case studies where Lux's grates have been used in an application, whether it be indoor or outdoor? Yeah, probably when it comes to mind, the, the, probably the big one that we just recently done is the casino build up in Brisbane. Oh, Queen's Wharf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's all fitted out. One of the high rises there is um, completely Luxus. Nice. So that was that was that was a good project to be a part of. When will we see that on? The, is that uh, scheduled for digital media release anytime soon, or has that already happened? Or no, it hasn't been released yet. We we did go up there and take a bunch of photos. Um, we're not allowed to release it until um, they give us the go ahead. So we're just waiting for them to <laughs> yeah <laughs> finish all their um probably their photos and marketing campaigns that they want to do, and then we'll um we'll put that on our website as well and introduce that. So. Uh, we've got a bunch of other case studies on our website, but that's probably a big one that's only just recently happened that um, a lot of people, a lot of your listeners might be familiar with. So, yeah. yeah. That's, mate, that's a huge project. When is the, uh, when's the expectation on they're going to uh, open that thing up? It's, what, about a year and a half behind uh, project schedule at the moment, I think? Yeah, so they've had a number of delays on that, so I'm not exactly sure where they're sitting. Um, I know they've just done the penthouse just recently, so I would assume that that's getting fairly close to um, completion now. But I don't want to say anything there because I'm not 100% sure. As yeah, you cool. said, there's been a, a heap of delays that have come yeah. up with that project. I mean, everyone had delays with the back end of this COVID, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope they get it back on track soon, mate. It's uh, it's certainly going to be an iconic build when it's finished. And, Absolutely. Uh, my brother um, sent me a couple of photos the other day because he works for the um, uh, state government in Queensland. 
and he took a photo and, and I can't wait to see it. The bridge connecting South Brisbane to the Queen's Wharf project was actually laid in, it looks like porphyry tile on the bridge. Right. Um, I'm super interested to find out how they actually adhered that to a bridge because knowing the movement of those bridges, I'm interested. I'm interested to know how, how the durability and how it's going to last because I don't know of any products out there that could actually do that unless I've got my head buried in the sand. So hopefully it will, but it, but the, from the picture, it looks amazing. So yeah, can't wait for that, that thing to open. Yeah, awesome. No, that's pretty interesting to um, hear that because, yeah, as you said, you know how much those bridges sort of sway and move around. They're oh, yeah. They've got way more deflection than a frame timber floor, way more. And I'm just like, what do they stick it down with? Like, yeah. well, maybe it's not stuck. I don't know. <laughs> but, because, <laughs> but because it's not open, no one's got access to it. But because my brother's in the government, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I won't mention his name. Don't want to get him in trouble. So, mate, just to wrap up for uh, the final question today. Well, actually, yeah, we have sort of covered that. But you were saying before about plumbing stores, tile stores, over 2,000 distributors around Australia. If someone wanted to become a distributor to help, you know, tilers, architects, designers, builders get ac- quicker access to the Luxus Greats product, how does someone reach out to Luxus and go, hey, I want to put my hand up and, and be a stockist? Yeah, so that's all on the uh, website. All you got to do is um, click on, um, you know, become a stockist and um, go through the prompts and then someone from the Luxus team will be in contact because we do screen that quite thoroughly now because there's a lot of, we don't sell direct at all. We only sell wholesale. And there's a lot of, um, obviously, trades trying to, um, you know, jump over and um, purchase through us. So we like to screen that and make sure they are an actual wholesaler before we bring them on board, just because we don't want to do wrong by our wholesalers who are stuck by us for so many years. So I know there's other companies out there that sell direct, and we just don't want to be part of that. We want to um, keep look after our wholesalers that um, have looked after us. Yeah. No, that's awesome, mate. And one final question from me, because our audience has been super good with these questions today. 2024, Justin, what's Luxus Greats up to? Are you attending any shows? Anything that we should give a shout out to so people can um, connect in with you? I'm assuming Tim will be there and, and, and many others in the team. What's happening for, for the year? Yeah, look, I'm sort of stepping away a little bit from knowing exactly what's going on in Australia. So I'm working more with the global department at the moment. I believe we're doing the design show again, though, yeah, which we've done in the last few years as well. So we'll be part of that. We are doing a couple of shows in the US too. So we're attending the Cabers show, which is coming up in the next couple of weeks. That's what I'm going over there in the US for, which is in Vegas. So it's a good excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to come along and check it out. But um, we're, we're always um, in, in amongst a lot of that sort of stuff. And we try and get that out there too, using our socials or, um, you know, it's always advertised somewhere. Excellent, mate. Fantastic. No, I like it. Really, really good, uh, really good insight into Lux's greats and everything that's happening. Generally speaking, our audience always love to, you know, get in touch with uh, the people that come on the show and also Lux's greats. Mate, if uh, people want to connect with you directly and or Lux's greats, what's the best way for them to uh, reach out and connect? Look, we always uh, monitor all our socials. So our socials are a great um, place to connect all the time. So yeah, we're in pretty much all the socials there. Obviously our website, you can get a hold of us as well. I mean, if you want need to get a hold of me, just call call the office or through the socials and um, I can get in contact with you for sure. Excellent. Justin, you've been amazing today, mate. Really appreciate your time. As we uh, like to start on every show, uh, thanks for your time. And until next time, stay connected. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to uh, chat again in the near future about uh, everything uh, 
everything that's great in the world for uh, Lux's greats. Yeah, no problem. Look, thanks for having me. Um, I will just add, um, there is some new stuff coming out soon, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tiling Connect. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. To see more of Tiling Connect, jump on our socials and follow us via LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be part of the show, email us at tilingconnect at gmail.com. Until next time, stay connected. Stay connected.